Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey everybody, this is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market. In today's episode, I think it's going to be a pretty good one here. I got good bourbon, I got a good email, really good email. We're going to call this guy Mo. And for those wondering, why do I call this guy Mo? It's because I give everybody a Florida redneck name, being that I am from Florida, I live in Florida, and I don't want to use their real name, so I give them a redneck name. So Mo here has a really cool way of taking profits, and I'm kind of for it. He writes, Hey Ryan, I like your thoughts on a recent trading strategy. I've been trying with the current market volatility. Most of it builds on many of the principles that you have laid out in the podcast. I get into a position based on the reward to risk principles and also use technical analysis to identify key support levels for setting the stop losses. So far, I like everything that he's writing. What I've been doing a little differently is once a position becomes profitable, but not yet at my two to one reward level, is breaking up a position into two or more positions with different stop losses. In a volatile market, this has netted me some profits that otherwise wouldn't have stayed in the portfolio. But it also allows some room to pull back without completely taking me out of a position. As an example, say I bought 90 shares of stock XYZ. I identified the key support level to set my initial stop loss below, say around 96% of the purchase price. So I would seek to make at least 8% profit before taking off the first one-third of a position. After Several days, XYZ has gone up 3.5% from the purchase price. Here I identify a higher support level, maybe a moving average or a short-term consolidation, where I set a stop loss for 30 shares of XYZ, let's say at 102% of the purchase price. The remaining 60 shares of XYZ stay at the stop loss below a stronger level of support. That if broken, I definitely don't want to be in that trade any longer. This stop loss strategy seems to capture some profits that I might not otherwise have had had I been waiting for that two to one reward risk threshold to hit if the market makes a rapid downturn like it often does recently. Any thoughts that you may have on this strategy or how to improve it are welcome. And should you try Jefferson's Age to Sea bourbon? I had it recently and thought it was amazing. Thank you for everything you do with the podcast. Well, I've already had Jefferson at Sea. He even wrote me back to let me know that he realized that I already had done Jefferson aged at sea. And it was a pretty good bourbon. I think it's really hyped up quite a bit, but it, it was a solid 7.4. So you can't argue with that one. But this is a really cool email because this email here made me think a little bit on my own trading strategy. Like where have I done trading in the past and maybe even recently where I could have employed that strategy and maybe extracted a few more bucks out of my trade. But before I get into that, let's talk about what I am drinking for this podcast. This one comes from my brother. He came down to visit me not too long ago, and him and a buddy brought me some bourbon, two bottles, in fact. But this one here is called Bridge and Main American Wheat Bourbon Whiskey, finished with toasted white oak. It's got 90 proof, 45% alcohol. Now, this is what the manufacturer says. And remember, guys, I don't get paid to, to talk about their bourbon, so this is a completely unbiased review. It says, with all due respect to tradition stories of heritage and long forgotten recipes it's really all about the taste bridge and main starts with a mash bill that uses less corn just enough to call it bourbon a good bit more wheat than some and only a fraction of the barley this makes it smoother more flavorful and slightly less sweet designed for you not for your grandfather 
All right. So they're definitely taking a stab at some of your like Sazerac distilleries, your old Forester, Buffalo Trace, because they're young, right? So they're trying to establish their own little niche in the market. The eye, I mean, it looks beautiful. I mean, it's a really nice light brown color. You definitely pick up smells of oak. Now, to the taste, it's got some floral flavors. I'm not huge on the floral, and it took me a little bit to pick up what that flavor was, but it's definitely floral, and then it's followed up with some nutty flavors. So I don't like floral and the Willet, their basic offering. I think it's awful. This one wasn't as bad, though. So this one was tolerable. The nuttiness came in at right afterwards, so it, it kind of wiped that out. To the finish, there's a little bit of an ethanol, a little bit of a burn, but nothing to really freak out about. Could this be an everyday sipper? Yeah, it's like $27. I think at $27, it's an everyday sipper. Not necessarily something I would focus on during the weekends, but during the week, yeah, absolutely. 7.1 is what I'm going to give this one. That's Bridge and Main American Whiskey. Now, back to Moe's email. This guy really made me think a little bit here. And I was thinking, even maybe with a recent trade, like for instance, in QLD. So in my recent trade in QLD, I got in back on the 28th. I got in at like 38.59. I had a stop loss at 37.48. I sold my first fourth of a position at 39.81 for a 3.2% profit. Same day I got into it. I was feeling really, really good about this last Friday. Monday comes around. I closed a third out for a 1.3% profit, which was like a quarter of my original position. So now I'm down to a half position today. Then the market just really flounders. It just doesn't do much. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I ended up selling the remaining portion of that trade for like a 0.8 or 9% loss the last half. But overall in the trade, I was still profitable. I was profitable by like 0.7%. So then, and that's not a ton, right? But in the end, I did make 3.2% on a quarter. Another 1.3% on another quarter it was just the final half that I didn't really make anything on. But I have to ask myself, would I have been better served? And I've never really thought about this with my trading. So this is why this email really has me curious. Is there a way, and I really need to think about it too, you know, in the future going forward, if I place separate stop losses. So on the last half of a position that I had, could I have taken half of that last half and had a stop loss a little bit higher and then stuck to my original stop loss or even maybe even raise that one up, but just not as much. And then basically said, okay, if, if it doesn't win a rally, I'll get knocked out here and then up for like another 1% gain. And then I'll get finally knocked out of the last quarter position for like a 1% loss. And I don't think that would be a bad thing. I really don't. So one of the cool things about this podcast is I hear a lot of good ideas from you guys. And I really think that this is a solid approach to trading that you can do that, especially when he's tightening the stop losses. Like when you think about the way that I do profit taking, usually it's an aggressive manner. So I get in, let's say in stock XYZ at a hundred and it goes up to 110 and I'm saying, okay, let's take a third off. And then it goes up to 115. I go, all right, let's take another third off. And then it goes up to 120, pulls back to 117 and I'm out of the final third. All right, good trade. You know, move on. Let's go to the next trade. That's more of an aggressive form of profit taking for the most part. The final third, it pulls back a little bit. And I decide to go ahead and get out of the trade. But what this guy does is he's saying, okay, I want to start looking for a potential way to get out, make sure that I don't put all my gains at risk by taking a portion of the position and raising the stop loss up on it. Now, he leaves the rest of the position at its original amount, but maybe he takes that first third and raises it up. So I'm saying, okay, if it wants to keep going higher, that's great but I'm going to have this stop loss here just in case it doesn't so I don't get stopped out. I think what Mo came up with was a really good idea. It's funny because I've been doing this for a long time, and there was times where I never did the partial profits, 
mainly during a time where there was a lot higher commissions. But now that we live in a commission-free environment, that's really not the worst approach. And it could be, in a lot of ways, better. And I think for the QLD trade that I closed out today that I got in on Friday, I could have probably come out maybe with like, instead of a 0.7% profit on that trade, which isn't anything great, I could have come away with maybe a 1.5%. Maybe I could have doubled my profit on that trade. So that's definitely something worth considering in the future and something that I may even start to implement in my trades. To be honest, I never really thought about partial profit taking in that way. And I think it's actually a pretty good idea. When I do these podcasts, I don't hold myself out there to be this master trader that doesn't have flaws or doesn't make mistakes or doesn't have losing trades. When somebody comes up with a good idea, I'll tell you, this is one of the better ideas that I've seen on this show. And so I really, first of all, he explained it really well too. And because he threw a lot of numbers out, he probably explained it better in his email than my response to it on this podcast, because it's hard to start talking about numbers when you're not able to show a chart when it comes to swing trading. So I try to do my best to where you don't need a chart or make your brain fry because I'm throwing too many numbers out there. But I do like his approach. I think it's a different form of profit taking that instead of, okay, it hits a certain level, I'm going to get out. Instead, it's like saying, okay, we're up like three or 4%. I'd like to be able to get a little bit more out of it. But if it doesn't, I'm okay taking some profits off the table at 3% or whatever it might be. And if it keeps coming down, then you get stopped out at the rest. It's not a bad approach at all. You want to know what else isn't bad? Swingtradingthestockmarket.com. Yes, I'm going to plug this into this podcast because it does support the podcast. Swingtradingthestockmarket.com is this podcast patron website that provides you with all of my stock market research each and every day. That's going to be my weekly watch list, the list of daily setups that I'm following each day. Plus, you're going to get stock market updates throughout the week in video format and big tech updates in video format. And not to be outdone, you're going to be getting breakdowns of different trade ideas that I come up with. And I'm going to be sending out various trade ideas and different things that you can take advantage of all by going to swingtradingthestockmarket.com. So check that out. And to Mo's credit, he also talked about in a volatile market, this has helped him out to net some profits. And I really think that this is probably a really good approach for a volatile market because when you get some of those momentary blips, you know, where the market might run up about four or 5%. You may not want to raise your stop loss all the way up to where you're saying, okay, I'm up 5% on this trade and I'm going to raise my stop loss up to, you know, 104% of my original position. You may not want to do that with your whole position, but you might want to do that with a third of a position. If there's a key technical level there that you want to identify and you can put a stop loss just below with a third of your position. It's kind of like blackjack. Blackjack, you get a good hand. There's at times where you'll want to like split it up into two separate hands. It's essentially the same thing here. And in a market where there's a huge lack of conviction to the upside and that even when you do get a couple of days to the upside, it's very easy for it to give it all back the, the following day off of a news piece. This is really not a bad idea to be able to protect some of those gains. So I really loved getting this email from Mo. I think he offered up a really cool approach to trading and, and something that I'll probably do even in my own trading. And it's really a, a kind of a different way of doing it. Like oftentimes we'll say, okay, I'll take profits at this level if it gets up to there. But essentially what Mo's doing is like, okay, we're pretty close to that level, but if it comes back down to this level, I'll get out. Not bad at all. Having two separate stop losses, you can do that. So good stuff, Mo. I appreciate it. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd encourage you to leave me a five-star review. Those things do mean the world to me. And I do read all of them. So be sure to do that and keep sending me your emails. Keep sending me your questions. I appreciate them. That's what makes this podcast. So if you're not sending them in, I don't have anything to go on. <laughs> I still would, but 
I do like doing your emails because I'm learning a lot, just like I learned a lot from Mo here, and I'm learning a lot about different tendencies in the stock market, and it helps make me a better trader, and hopefully in the process, I can help make you a better trader. So thank you again, and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePlanner Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to SharePlanner.com slash block. That's www.SharePlanner.com slash block. And follow me on SharePlanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at Brian at SharePlanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon. 